The rise of the Roman Republic. Essential question. What were the characteristics of the Roman Republic and how did they change over time? Etruscan kings from northern Italy ruled at early Rome. Around 509 BCE, the Romans overthrew the Etruscans and created a republic, a form of government in which leaders are elected to represent the people. Ancient Romans told an interesting story about the overthrow of their Etruscan rulers. One day, two Etruscan princes visited the famous oracle at Delphi in Greece. A Roman named Lucius Junius Brutus traveled with them. At Delphi, the princes asked the oracle which one of them would be the next king of Rome. The oracle answered, the next man to have authority in Rome will be the man who first kisses his mother. Hearing this prediction, Brutus pretended to trip. He fell on his face and his lips touched the earth, which is often considered the mother of all living things. Back in Rome, Brutus led the revolt that eliminated the Etruscan kings. The oracle's mysterious words came true to some degree because Brutus became one of the first leaders of the new republic. The Roman people were now free to govern themselves. Unfortunately, not all Romans were equal under this new system. Power in the early Republic belonged to rich men called patricians. The majority of Romans, the plebeians, had no voice in the government. In this chapter, you'll see, you'll see how a long struggle between patricians and plebeians shaped Roman govern, government. Patricians and plebeians under Etruscan rule. Between 616 and 509 BCE, the Etruscans ruled Rome. During this time, Roman society was divided into two classes, patricians and plebeians. Upper class citizens called patricians came from a small group of wealthy landowners. Patrician comes from the Latin word pater, which translates to father. The patricians chose from among themselves the fathers of the state, the men who advised the Etruscan king. Patricians controlled the most valuable land and also held the important military and religious offices. Three non-patricians called plebeians who comprised about 95% of Rome's population were mostly peasants, laborers, craftspeople, and shopkeepers. The word plebeian comes from plebs, which translates to the common people. Plebeians could not be priests or government officials and had little voice in the government but they were still forced to serve in the army. The patricians create a republic. Eventually, the patricians resented the Etruscan rule. In 509 BCE, a group of patricians led by Lucius Junius Brutus rebelled and drove out the last Etruscan king. Instead of a monarchy, they developed a republic in which elected officials governed for the people. The patricians, the people, meant themselves not the plebeians. The patricians placed most of the power in the hands of the Senate, which was a group of 300 patricians elected by patricians. The senators served for life. They also appointed other government officials. Two elected leaders called consuls shared command of the army. The Senate was supposed to advise the consuls and their decisions were considered law. The creation of the Republic gave Rome a more democratic form of government. However, only the patricians could participate in government. The plebeians rebel. Even though Rome was now a republic, the patricians retained all power. 
they ensured that only they could participate in the government. Only they could become senators or consuls. Plebeians had to obey their decisions because laws were not written down. Patricians often changed or interpreted the laws to benefit themselves. As a result, a small group of families maintained all the power in Rome. The plebeians had to unite and fight for what they wanted. They began to demand more political rights. The struggle between plebeians and patricians is referred to as the conflict of the orders, a conflict between the two social classes. The rivalry grew especially heated during times of war. The new republic frequently fought wars against neighboring tribes. Plebeians resented the fact that they were required to fight in the army, even though the patricians decided whether to go to war. The struggle took a dramatic turn in the year 494 BCE, at which point Rome was the city of 20 to 40,000 people, and the majority of the population was plebeian. Angry over their lack of power, the plebeians marched out of the city and camped on a nearby hill, refusing to return until the patricians met their demands. Work in the city and on farms came to a halt, putting Rome in a crisis. Without the plebeians, patricians feared that the army would be helpless if an army struck at Rome. A great panic seized the city, wrote Livy, a noted Roman historian. With Rome quickly deteriorating, the patricians had little choice but to compromise. The plebeians gained political equality. The plebeians' revolt led to a major change in Roman government. The patricians agreed to allow the plebeians to elect officials under tribunes of the plebs. The tribunes represented the plebeians in the Senate and with the consuls. Later, tribunes gained the power to veto or overrule actions by the Senate and other government officials. Eventually, the number of tribunes increased from 2 to 10. Plebeians could also elect a lawmaking body, the Council of Plebs. However, the council created laws only for plebeians, not for patricians. Although the plebeians had gained some important rights, they still held less power than the patricians. Over the next 200 years, the plebeians conducted a series of protests to gradually win political equality. First, they demanded that the laws be transcribed or written down so that the patricians couldn't change them at will. Around the year 451 BCE, the patricians agreed and the laws were published on tablets called the Twelve Tables. Next, in 367 BCE, a new law stated that one of the two consuls must be a plebeian. Former consuls held seats in the Senate, so this change also allowed plebeians to become senators. Finally, in 287 BCE, the plebeians earned the right to pass laws for Roman citizens. Now, assemblies of all Roman citizens, such as the Citizens' Association, could approve or reject laws. These plebeian assemblies also nominated the consuls, the tribunes, and the members of the Senate. The number of plebeians who served alongside patricians in the Senate continued to increase. After 200 years of struggle, the plebeians had won the fight for equality. The diagram shown here illustrates the organization of the Roman Republic following this victory. Rome's republican form of government inspired future European and American leaders. Rome became an example of a type of government ruled by a set of basic laws or a constitution. Future political thinkers also drew from Roman ideals of elected assemblies, citizenship, and civic duty. They adopted the model of governmental bodies that could check each other's power. Most importantly, they were inspired by the spirit of republicanism, which means that government should rule for the good of the people. Cicero, a famous Roman statesman, captured the spirit when he wrote, 
the people's good is the highest law.